I'm Helen Karakulak. And I'm Alice Murphy, and this is Overworked But Optimistic, the podcast where we address a new topic every fortnight, looking into the various ways it affects us and consider how we can better balance the many things we like and occasionally don't like to juggle. We're all too familiar with being overworked and aiming to be increasingly optimistic. Whether you're studying, working casually, part-time or full-time, pursuing a career in big picture objectives or just trying to make it through the day, this is the podcast for you. This week's episode is all about tertiary terror. Tertiary refers to a level of education beyond that provided by primary or high schools, usually the third stage and often the choice between universities, colleges or TAFE. It's approaching the time of year in which many people of all ages, high school students and past school leavers are trying to make that choice. The week prior to recording this, Flinders University, the University of Adelaide and the University of South Australia had their open days. If there's one thing I remember about the open day run when I was in year 12, it's the gazillion brochures and freebies, which I'm pretty sure I still have floating around somewhere. Now, you could make the decision of what uni you want to go to based on which one gave you the most free pens. Perhaps you're keen on studying psychology because of the cute stress balls they give out in the shape of a brain. Whether you're looking at similar courses offered across various campuses or wondering if uni is for you at all, we're going to delve into what to look for in your uni and what we know now that we wish we knew way back when. You ready to feel old, Murphy? I feel old every time I get out of bed. <laughs> We're now joined in the studio by our friend Claudia, who we went to high school with. So, Claudia, why don't you tell us what you're studying? Hi. So, I'm studying a Bachelor of Psychology Honours at Flinders University. And why did you decide to study at Flinders when psychology is a course that's offered at uh, UniSA and Adelaide as well? Yep, so basically I had heard from a lot of people Flinders offered the best course of psychology. The other reason why I chose Flinders is because it's the only one that offers entry into an honours program, like straight into an honours program, which means that going from an undergraduate into your honours year is much easier. So I was lucky enough to get into that honours program from first year. Because I got into the honours program, it means that I don't have to worry about my GPA as much because I'm almost guaranteed to get into honours. Whereas I've heard that going from third year, applying to get into the honours year is quite difficult. So So you're essentially guaranteed a spot in the honours program. Yeah, exactly. We went to most of high school together, but you're... Your 11 and 12 experience was a bit atypical. Why Mm -hmm. don't you tell us a bit about that? Okay, so mum and dad decided to send me to a different school for my final years. So I went to University Senior College, which is a school that is on the campus of Adelaide University. And it's only for year 11 and 12 students. Did you have to meet a certain requirement to get in in the first place to USC? Did you have to have a certain GPA or...? Yeah, so what you have to do is you have to sit an entrance test. It's very similar to an app plan. Some very basic maths, um, some basic English, like you have to write an essay. Obviously, they have limitations with the students that they accept, but it's not hard to get in. Okay. Yeah. If you're smart like Claudia. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't... See, I don't consider myself to be intellectually talented yeah but everyone else around you does yeah (laughs) and you're probably the most academic person I know oh wow thank you guys partly because we're both doing arts degrees (laughs) (laughs) well that's why we really wanted to have you on this episode because we get a more uh academic voice (laughs) well well not to say that our courses don't have their academic elements but more so uh Claudia is uh, more science focused, whereas we are more communication and arts focused. Yeah. 
And also your degree is actually offered at different universities, as was not. So we (laughs) thought, because we really want to talk about why we made the decisions that we did and sort of going back to that process in year 12 of being particularly nervous or sort of doing your applications through uh, SATAC and thinking, oh, what do I, how do I order preferences? What do I want to do? Why should I pick this uni? The, just that idea of like, oh, how do I make the choice that I should make for if I decide to go into tertiary education? For us, it was very self-explanatory, whereas you would have had a very different experience. Yeah. And going back to why I chose Flinders, another reason, and it sort of relates, well, it definitely relates to the fact that I went to university senior college I always saw university as a a new chapter in your life and when I was at university senior college like that in itself was a new chapter from what I was used to at Henley High School and then after I did two years there and I was looking at universities to apply to I sort of had and this was completely personal like I don't think everyone else has this I don't assume that everyone has this idea but I didn't want to stay at un- at the University of Adelaide just because I wanted that I wanted that like fresh start so to me staying at Adelaide University was almost like I wasn't growing you wanted to start the new chapter in a new place exactly so I think the the location, the fact that I did year 11 and 12 at Adelaide University almost limited me because I felt like I, I wanted to go somewhere else and have a di- different experience in a different place. How did you decide that you wanted to study psychology? Okay, so this was easy for me and I realised that this is an, e- an easy process for everyone. Um, but for me, as soon as I started learning psychology in year 11, I just loved it. Like, I loved the topic. I loved the way it was taught. I think a good teacher goes a long way. Oh, absolutely. Oh. You will always remember a teacher that you had that, like, just made or broke your school career. Well, we all had those teachers that we weren't the biggest fans of. And we had those teachers that were just amazing and had so much insight and really made us think about things in ways that we didn't even think that we could think about when you're in year 10 and you're a snotty sweaty idiot and you don't know anything about anything but you think you know everything about everything and then you have a really great teacher that introduces you to something in a way that's actually interesting and fun and you're like oh actually maybe I want to do this what do you mean when you're in year 10 that's me now <laughs> like I feel like you could do a whole episode on like the influence of teachers I've always had an interest in psychology, even when I was younger. Like, I've always been fascinated in, um, like, murder mysteries. And all of those have an element of psychology to them. And then when psychology was offered as a subject in year 11 and 12, I took it straight away because I knew that I'd be interested in it. And I was, and it was exactly what I thought it would be and more. So I just thought, well, this subject I'm really passionate about, I'm really interested in, and I wouldn't mind being a psychologist as a career. So for me, it was obvious um, to choose psychology as my university degree. But I know that's not the case for everyone. What were your other preferences when you applied to uni? Um, Was it just psychology, different courses at different universities? Or did you have other things that you would have pursued? Well, I think because I was so set in stone that I wanted 
to do psychology. I had psychology as my first preference at each different university, but then I also had behavioural sciences, which is very similar. I had a double degree of criminology and psychology. Um, So I think that was my fourth preference or something like that. So was the psychology with this honours program at Flinders your first preference? Yes, it was. Yeah, obviously, like anything, like even if you think it might be a little bit out of your reach, if you don't apply for it, then you you won't get in, obviously. Yeah. Got to be in um, it to win it. Yeah, exactly. But even like if you put, I think, did you guys get told this as well? You always put your like your most wanted but also the hardest one to get in as your first preference all of my options were bachelor of arts and they were all very similar so i was right. just sort of put them in whatever order yeah, okay i was told to put the one with the like when you look at the uni websites and it tells you what the guaranteed entry atar is mm-hmm. whichever one has the highest i was told to put that up the first, top because yeah. if you get into that even if that's not the course that you decide you want to go with you can get into any of your others if you met that requirement yeah absolutely and that's what I did so I put so bachelor of psychology honors was the one with the highest ATAR put that as my first preference on that note ATARs Mm, ATARs that big number that defines your life yes the (laughs) most (laughs) they claim the most important thing about year 12 that big scary number yeah you know what the most important number in my life was what? When I got Hugh Jackman's number. Oh, my God. Can you please <laughs> share? You, you did not get Hugh Jackman's number. No, but I can say it. <laughs> I do have a hotel room key card that I got from that concert. From one of the dancers. I'm so jealous. Yeah. They were amazing. I can't relate to any of this because, one, I did not attend the Hugh Jackman concert as Claudia did. And, two, I did not work the Hugh Jackman concert as Alice did because she's got the coolest job in the world. She does have a really cool job. What do you do, Alice? Uh, I'm a crew member with Event Personnel Australia, so I work backstage at concerts. So you get to catch the end of concerts? And yeah, I get to hear stuff and I get paid to do it. And snag souvenirs. Yeah, my first one was Bon Jovi's guitar pick. That is iconic. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. What a job. Do you remember what your ATAR was? I do. My ATAR was 99.4. At this point, I don't remember what my ATAR was. Like, it just... yeah has not mattered well, to me that's the thing like the way that the atar is set up to be like such an important number is bullshit yeah i don't i don't remember my exact atar mm. all i know it was enough to get me guaranteed entry to the course i wanted yep. and that was all that mattered to me mm-hmm. well that's the thing everybody has an atar that they strive for and every goal is just as valid as everyone else's. Yeah, so definitely. So for me, my personal goal was to beat my sister. Oh, because what was <laughs> because I'm I'm competitive. Because that, you're I petty. I think that's fair. Yeah, I wanted to beat my sister, but competitive. Turns out she didn't even do SACE. She did um like, like there's uh, IB. IB. She did IB, which apparently is harder than SACE. So I didn't beat my sister if you think about it that way. But my main goal was actually just to get an ATAR that would get me into the honors course. I think the guaranteed entry was like 94. So okay. that's that's really that high, high in terms of competitive. Remember that all like the results came out in the paper and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And saw people get into courses with ATARs that were a lot lower than the guaranteed and Mm -hmm. that surprised me. Like I thought everyone had, when they were speaking to me, had made it seem really important to get it above that. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. it is kind of bullshit because what they put up on their website, that's just an estimate and it changes every year. So I think what they say is like they'll give you a number like, I don't know, 80, but they'll say 
it, that the lowest acceptance um, was 80 for last year. Yeah. But the year before, like, they, they may have it accepted have someone like, that got, like, a, a 68 or something. Yeah. So it changes every year. I think it's important to make sure that if there are any year 12s listening or any other high school students, your ATAR does not define you. No. And it, it will not. not limit you. There are other ways to get into university. Absolutely. You can always do foundation courses. Or you, you can, can do, do the stat test. Even, like, people that didn't do year 12 or finish SACE or decide mm. to apply to uni later on. Because yeah. I think also your ATAR only lasts... Two or three years Two before years, you have to yeah. do that test anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's there right. are alternate ways to get into uni and there are alternate mm-hmm. pathways to uni if that's not for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I do also want to clear up. So yes, my ATAR was high. The ATAR that I got is not a reflection of my intellectual ability. My year 12 experience was far from traditional in terms of like the normal year 12 experience. So normally you do four subjects um, and you do them all at once and then that they are the subjects that get you an ATAR. I did not do that. I was doing two year 12 subjects while I was in year 11. Gave me a huge advantage because then when I moved into actual year 12, I did three more year 12 subjects, which gave me five year 12 subjects in total. So the lowest one you could boot out. Exactly. And as well as doing that, I did a university topic. And basically what it meant is that I was doing one topic at university with the University of Adelaide. And the way that the weighting works if you get a distinction in that university topic, it automatically counts as full marks for SACE. So I ended up doing two topics, one in semester one, one in semester two. I got a distinction in both, which meant that I got 20 out of 20. And I used that for my SACE. Okay, so yeah. you so cheated. I, had, I cheated. <laughs> I did. I cheated. I had a huge advantage, which got me the ATAR that I got. Yeah. You're so smart, Claudia. No. <laughs> I would also, I would like to like add on to that by saying, mm. yes, you had an advantage in that. And we all had an advantage at Henley because it is a very good school and they push mm-hmm. you to work hard. Yeah. You didn't luck your way into a 99.4. Nobody lucks their way into that. You did work really hard. Oh, yeah, obviously. For contrast, Alice, what was your t- year 12 experience like? In year 11, everyone at my high school did research projects, so that was already out of the way. And I did a certificate three in technical production over year 10 and 11, which uh, accounted towards my ATAR. Because it was a pass-fail course, the average of my other courses was my score for that. And then I did three in year 12, so I had extra time to work on them or go to the beach. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, the second option was fantastic. Go to the beach. So I had a four-day week in year 12 doing three subjects and it was a bit more relaxed so I went in with my three subjects I got the grades I needed and now I'm at uni doing sort of a combination of my certificate three and other things that I studied in over my high school career nice uh how about you Helen how was your year 11 and 12 experience very basic compared to you guys I did four subjects in year 12 um and research project in year 11 was would have been the fifth and not that it was basic it's it's just it's just more traditional traditional yeah Yeah, that's a better word that's a much better way to put it it's also what worked for you yes absolutely and that's the thing is that everybody has different preferences different ways of studying different ways of uh doing well in certain topics and whatever yeah definitely it's all personal yeah absolutely and just because for the three of us we ended up going from high school to university even though we did have very different year 12 to university experiences 
that's not the way for everyone. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people who uh, drop out in year 11 or year 10 and decide to get a trade or take other pathways or go to TAFE or decide, oh, uni's not for me. And then 10 years later, come back and apply for adult entry There's always or a- even deferring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always another way to get to your goal. And as long as you're willing to work for it, you can do whatever you want to do. Every pathway is valid. There oh, is, absolutely. There's no right way to do it. There's no right way to finish high school. There's no right way to even do high school in general. You just do what what you're interested in and, and what you like to do. Yeah, because if you do not have a genuine interest or passion in what you want to do, you'll never do it well and you'll hate it. Absolutely. If you're not enjoying it, you probably won't do well. And you're going to rack up unnecessary hex debt. Oh, oh my shit. God. Yeah. Are we going to talk about debt at all? I mean, I'm ignoring mine. well did your hex debt influence your decision to go to uni it didn't put me off uni it did make me question during part of year 12 I knew what I wanted to do career-wise but I wasn't sure what the best way to get there was so it put me off in the sense I was really worried about starting a degree that I didn't want to continue with and I know a lot of people who've done that now and it's less scary but at the time I was like I I don't want to be in thousands of dollars of debt doing something that I don't want to do or something that won't get me where I want to go In saying that, yeah, it's really important to minimise your debt where you can. Also, don't be afraid to extend your debt. If you are doing a degree that's not for you and you decide that later on in the semester and you decide to change, it's, in my opinion, so much better to have maybe another couple grand on your hex debt and end up getting a degree in something that you actually enjoy rather than still have a pretty sizable hex debt for something that you hate and will never work in. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And also don't think of that as wasted money. Yeah, absolutely, because it's still an experience. Exactly, still Um, new knowledge, still learning, not just learning about what you were studying, but also learning about yourself. Absolutely, and if you complete courses along the way, you can get credit for them potentially as well. Yeah, if you change to a degree that you might have electives in, then the courses that you've already done in your other degree can count for electives or maybe a minor if you've done enough. So there are ways around it so that it can still count. But even if it doesn't, it's not loss. And let the debt be your future self's problem. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is. That's how it's set up yeah. to be. Speaking of tertiary terror, yeah. lectures, do you go to yours or do you watch them online? Okay, I do 50-50 sort of thing. So Flinders is about 40 minutes away from my house. So if I have a day where I only have lectures, I don't go. Yeah, um, just to, sa- to save money on petrol. And also I lose basically an hour each way just getting there and getting back home. So I watch them. But if I have tutorials and I happen to have a lecture on the same day as I'm there for a tutorial, I go to the lecture. Yep. So yeah. you're there. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The way my timetable I've set it up is that I do have lectures on days that I have tutorials. I get in. I try and get in as much as I can because I find it useful to be there. If I have to miss a lecture for whatever reason, I will try really hard to block out an hour either before that shoot, like directly before that shoot, come to uni early, sit in the cafe, drink a coffee and watch that lecture. Yeah. Um, or even having it on as background noise so that I can convince myself, yeah, I'm absorbing this when I'm really not. Yeah. Yeah. If I can't make it, I catch it up online but I do try and take most of them in in person I find it easier to focus when I'm there yeah Yeah. absolutely but I also know people that hate going to lectures in person and but and they much prefer to watch them same here and they feel more sorry I cut no no it's okay um but feeling more comfortable in your own space at your own desk taking your own notes rather than being in this crowded stuffy lecture theater with Mm -hmm. the 
and also when you watch it at home speed it up oh yeah i love that you yeah. can adjust the speed you can. i have a slow talker we, we've all had a slow talker oh, we all have one <laughs> so being able to put your uh, Alexa recordings on two times speed is so satisfying it is yeah i have a friend who because i know people some people like to watch them at home just because they like being in their own space and that's completely valid i have a friend who's partially deaf who likes to watch them at home because she can watch and pause and she can make it at the volume that she needs it to be and slow it down if she needs to so there's all sorts of reasons to listen to it at home and or to go there physically whatever works for you do it yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely and that's oh we just we just in the same the 90s thing boy band. yeah you want to know what our drinking game is uh when you you got to do this when you listen to it okay every time either of us says definitely or absolutely yeah. drink you'll die by the end <laughs> oh really we ever because we agree so much we're like oh yeah absolutely oh definitely something oh, completely something that i know i've said so many times today which today is the first day that this has happened Totally. Oh, yeah. Have you noted? Did you yeah, notice today? Totally. I feel I, like we yeah. don't have a Claudia drinking game for this. Yeah. We, there's something that I wanted to mention about lectures. Because uh, this is... So, Karis's teacher mm-hmm. mentioned this. And for it, those of you that don't know, Karis is... Karis is my girlfriend. And she's, and she's an excellent human that invited us over for coffee She's fantastic. This. We she's love adorable. her. We all love her. We love Karis. Hi, Karis. Please listen to our podcast. <laughs> This is a perspective that I've never thought of before. Teachers, or at least this teacher in particular, feel offended when you watch their lectures on 1.5 speed or two, two times speed. A teacher at Flinders, she said that she spends a lot of time working on her lectures and she is really passionate about the material that she presents. I guess it makes sense if, I'm not sure if this is where you're going with this, but if I was a lecturer... I would be very concerned about my delivery because I am a fast talker. Anyone mm-hmm. that listens mm-hmm. to this podcast will know that. Well, I mean, we all talk pretty fast. Yeah. I would be very concerned about my delivery and pausing in certain moments or speeding up or slowing down for whatever reason at different points to sort of give students a minute to absorb that content or maybe pause for emphasis and stuff like that. So I can see in those ways how it would affect like the listening experience from a teacher's perspective. I think she was just more concerned about the fact that because she's so passionate about what she's saying, she really wants to make sure that that's getting conveyed in in her presentation. So yeah, very similar to Mm. what you just mentioned. But she also sees that it's like, it's disrespectful like Almost. they just kind of want to get it over yeah, with. They exactly. just want to rush through it. So Which, to be fair, is accurate. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like students, like not all students, depends how engaging your lecture is and also all the rest of it. Also depends on the content. If it's exactly. a class you don't really like very much but is compulsory for your degree, you just want to get it done. Yeah, it's and a And you chore. don't really mind scraping by with a pass. Yeah. Whereas if it's something you're actually super interested in, you're like, yes, I want to hear all about yeah. this, this, this and this. You will go to that mm. effort. And that's why it's so important to choose something or pursue you something that you are interested in yeah absolutely because you will do better in it yeah I completely agree but in saying that even within like I love journalism I love what I'm studying Mm. but even within that there are some compulsory classes that I'm like do I really really need to spend three hours this week reading about a comma those bloody compulsory classes yeah you're always going to get one of them yeah a few of them but you know what if you're working with good people they're tolerable yeah absolutely yeah. they are not that bad and like it's all about your mindset and remaining mm, optimistic yeah 
<laughs> so we like to wrap up our podcast by saying one thing that we are not looking forward to in the coming week and what we're going to do to celebrate getting it done. So is there one thing that you're dreading and something that you're looking forward to that's coming up? Um, one thing that I'm dreading this week is catching up on lectures because I missed a couple and so I've got about four to catch up on. Yeah, but something I'm looking forward to, Karis and I are putting together a video of our travels and so we're going to we're going to watch that and I'm so excited to watch that. Because it's just going to be like a trip down memory lane. And That's going to be so cute. Just going to reminisce and show our family and friends. And it's Where did be you awesome. recently get back from again? Europe. Everywhere. <laughs> it, look, everyone goes to Europe. I feel like everyone's in Europe this year. Yeah, I'm I, not, and I'm very well, sad yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, apart from us. When can we get stuck getting paid for this podcast so we can go to Europe? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was, I was lucky enough to go to Europe um, on holiday and it was the most amazing experience. I definitely recommend to everyone to travel uh, if, if that's what you're into, obviously. Alice? Um, something I'm dreading this week is I have my first assessed quiz for one of my subjects. Uh, but something I'm looking forward to is going to see the State Theatre Company's production of Jasper Jones with Helen. What are you dreading and what are you looking forward to, Helen? I am dreading submitting my first assignment for the semester, which is due on Sunday. It shouldn't be too bad. I have started before you ask. But it's still an assessment. But it's still yeah. an assessment and it's scary because the first assessment, getting that grade back is sort of where you figure out where you stand. And yeah, absolutely. Like, is this course going to be, is it going to be a breeze? Is it going to be uh, a lot harder than I expected? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Is it going to be a Disney movie or is it going to be a Stephen King movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, first assessment anxiety. Oh, um, yeah. But after I submit that, uh, I... I'm very much looking forward to seeing Jasper Jones as well. Thank you guys so much for having me here. It's been awesome. Oh, I, re- I really look forward to hopefully being in some future episodes as well. Oh my God. We'd, firstly, we'd love to have you back. Yay. You're very interesting, at least for us to talk to. <laughs> and definitely I can say for sure for other people to listen to. I hope so. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming in today. It's oh. been really, really fun chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode as we talk about tertiary terror. Thanks to Claudia for joining us. And for more Overworked But Optimistic, tune in in two weeks and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at OV but OP.